In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Did they get everybody? Hey, One more question. Trump would attack you to be VP. Is that something you would consider? No. I'm, I'm, I hate, first of all, I don't like Washington, D.C., especially don't like it now. Um, it's funny, though, that that question is asked because for so long, many of you in the media have been trying to act like I don't have the skill to run for governor. Now, apparently, I'm so skilled that you think I should be VP. So um, I take it as a compliment. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Have you talked to Donald Trump about it? I talk to President Trump all the time, and I have not talked to him about that now. I am applying for the job of Arizona governor, and I'm reaching out to the people every single day. Where, Where is Katie Hobbs right now? She should be standing right here, right here answering your questions. How often does she talk to you? If you're MSNBC, maybe all the time. But if you want to ask her a pressing question, she cowers and she's a coward. I'm applying for a job and the people of Arizona are the hiring manager and they are my boss. And I'm going to be here, much to the chagrin of some of you, not just four years as your governor. I'm going to be here eight years as your governor. So have fun and get used to it because we are going places and we're going to have the greatest state in the country. Thank you very much. Wow, what a statement by Carrie Lake. I don't want to be vice president. I talk to President Trump all the time. I have no desire to be vice president. I'd be honored. I'd be honored, but I think it's kind of ironic, she says. I think it's kind of ironic that most of you have been saying that you don't think that I'm qualified to even do the job of, uh, of governor. So what makes me, and all of a sudden in your eyes, qualified 
uh, to be the vice president of the United States. I mean, I, her her answer was absolutely wonderful. And it actually made them like uh, they didn't know what to say because most people would would say, oh, I'd be honored if President Trump, you know, chose me to be his vice president. But not only did Carrie Lake say, no, I'm not interested. She then went on to say, not only I'm going to be your governor and I'm going to be your governor for eight years. So get used to it. Get used to this right here. Get used to all these cameras in my face. By the way, where's Katie Hobbs? Why isn't Katie Hobbs right here answering these questions? She's supposed to be a rough and tough big dog Democrat. Where are you at? She's a lying dog face pony soldier. That's why. <laughs> Folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. Thank you so very much for being here tonight. It is an honor to have you. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it is an honor and a blessing and a pleasure to do this job for you every single day of the week, from morning until evening, LFA, RAV, it is an honor to be here. Thank you so very much. So that's, that, was, uh, that was Carrie Lake running for the position of governor of the great state of Arizona. Now let me show you a very, very stark uh, opposite, which is Katie Hobbs running from the question of why won't you debate Carrie Lake? Done after that. Excuse me, sir. Are you going to debate Lake? Are you going to debate Carrie Lake? No, no, no. I just keep walking. She doesn't say anything. That right there is how we know we've got them on the run. That right, no, that right there is how we know that their tail is between their legs. They're, they, they're banking off the fact that the Democratic Party and all of the money and the machine that the Democrat Party is can just steal an election for them. All of these worthless, no, you know, non-working, non-intelligent, Politicians out there, the rhinos and the Democrats, the Uniparty, all of them, the establishment, they saw Joe Biden win the, the residency by sitting in the basement, and now that's kind of rubbed off on them. It's from the top down. It always goes from the top down. If you've got a strong leader, if you've got somebody at the top that's pushing through, constantly working, sleeping five hours a night, four hours a night, that was President Trump, then everybody's going to want to emulate that. Everybody's going to want to be like that. But when you got somebody like Joe Biden, who has no idea where he is, couldn't even stand up yesterday for the paintings of Barack Obama and Michael Obama, I wouldn't have been able to stand up for him either. However, he didn't stand up for the same reason that I wouldn't have stood up. He didn't even know where he was. And when you see somebody like that and you see somebody win from the basement, then that's going to trickle down to the rest of these losers as well. Let's go ahead and play that loser clip, shall we? Go ahead. I'm a loser. I'm a loser, and I'm not what I appear to be. That's right. That's the Democrats party's um, swan song. Not their swan song. That is their, that's their rally cry right there. That's their anthem. I'm a loser. Thank you to the Beatles, and no thank you to the Democrat party. Folks, if you're watching on social media, Rumble, Getter, Facebook, wherever it is that you're watching this, Uh, then share, 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 rumble, 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 like, 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 follow, 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 five stars, all of the, uh, the goodies there. I'd appreciate it. I'd also like to, um, now look here, it's very, very hard for me to say this, especially as we 
transfer, uh, transition from what I'm about to say to going to the Lord. Look, Queen Elizabeth, every, most of, pretty much everybody who's watching this show right now, your whole life you've known of the Queen of England, right? God, God save the Queen, long live the Queen, right? Uh, there's probably nobody out there who looks down on the royal family as much as I do. I don't care for any of it. I think it's all garbage. All they are is a reality TV show for the rest of the world. They do nothing. They have no power. They get paid money from taxes from the people of the UK, the United Kingdom. It's, to me, it's just nothing but garbage. I can't stand watching the weddings. I can't stand watching any of it. I think it's all bull and crap. However, I do say that I respect the Queen of England, and I respect her enough to, you know, to say prayers for her and, and to say rest in peace for her. And there, there is one quote that the queen would always say that I loved. I thought it was a great quote. And I, and I, I want to go on and continue using this quote. And that is no explaining, no complaining. That's how we should live our lives. No explaining, no complaining. There's nobody to explain your actions to, but God And there should be no complaining because if you want to complain about something, then do something about it. Now, if you're doing something about it, then it's okay to complain. But if you're just going to sit around and complain about something and you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. I love that. I don't really care about the, the, uh, the, the royal family at all. At all. I'm an American. We got away from all of that. We declared our independence from that garbage in 1776. And I still feel that same way today. But I will say that I respect uh, the queen and everything that she's gone through in her life. She has gone through a lot. She has seen so much in her life. And I'll never, ever, ever forget this this picture right here. And for the people listening on podcast or listening on iHeartRadio, what I'm showing you right now is a picture of Donald Trump walking with the queen. Now, again, I don't respect the royal family in any way, shape, or form or what they stand for. I don't even really know if I respect the queen as an individual. I just respect what she's been through in the 1926 to 2022, 100 years old. You know what I mean? Everybody that makes it that long should should get respect, just regular, basic, human respect. I don't care if she was a good person. I don't know if she was a good person. I could care less if any of them are good people because I don't care about that whole monarchy system. I care about everybody as an individual. I care about everybody as a human being. I really do. And I say prayers for people who hate me and want me dead. But this whole, like, take over the news stuff, nah, nah, nah. But I will read President Trump's statement because I think President Trump is a, uh, is a very respectable man, and I think that his statement should be read. And he says, Melania and I are deeply saddened to learn of the loss of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Together with our family and fellow Americans, we send our sincere condolences to the royal family and find the people of the United Kingdom and the people of the United Kingdom during this time of great sorrow and grief. Queen Elizabeth's historic and remarkable reign left a tremendous legacy of peace and prosperity for Great Britain. It did for many years. Her leadership and enduring diplomacy secured and advanced alliances with the United States and countries. Look, I will respect that statement. But her son, the new king, he will embrace Islam and the way of the Quran and uh, what's that called? Uh, Sharia law. He will embrace that like you've never seen before. And he wants the monarchy to, he wants the royal family to have more power again. So we'll, we'll watch this unfold. Long story short, rest in peace. You've got our prayers. And that's the end of that. You will never, ever, ever hear me talk about the queen or the royal family ever again unless there's some kind of a, uh, you know, uh, problem that we're having with them as the, you know, from the United States of America. So that's about where I stand on that. 
And that's just my personal opinion on it. I'm not trying to be mean to any specific person or anybody that's, you know, here from England. I know that if you were born in England, if you were, uh, if you're, uh, if, if, if that's your native land, then you look very, you look at the queen and the royal family a lot different than I do. But I'm an American. I don't have kings and queens. I have one king, and that's God. September 8th, year of our Lord, 2022. I want to know the hope to which I have called you, the riches of my glorious inheritance. When present circumstances are weighing you down, grasp onto hope for dear life. Hope is what all we got, folks. Hope in Jesus, that's all we've got, but that's all we've, we need. It will help you not only to survive, but thrive, to live joyously. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 says this. <clears throat> May God give you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And from Proverbs twenty three eighteen, there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Before you turn out the light tonight, review the riches that you that yours as described in my or that are yours as described in my word we are co-heirs of these blessings and i know there's a lot of people in ireland that are very sad over this news as well i know there's a lot of sad people out there over this and i do want to i do want to keep them in our prayers as we say a prayer look the lord is not just for people in america the lord is for everyone everywhere so we do have to keep that kind of compassion and that kind of love in our hearts as we say the lord prayer lord's prayer and think about what some people are going through tonight I just wanted to make my feelings and my um, opinions known about the royal family as a whole, not about Queen Elizabeth and not about anything she's done, just about the sadness that's around the world tonight uh, because of her passing. Please uh, take off your hats and let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, while I was saying that Lord's Prayer, I literally was thinking about all the people in the country, especially Ireland tonight, who are going to be grieving. A lot of the Irish Catholics as well who are going to be grieving. Death is always sad. I don't care if it's to somebody like Obama. Remember when uh, Judith uh, uh, Ginsburg uh, died? Um, Justice Ginsburg died. Trump was sad. I was sad. The world was sad. Death is always sad. And we got to make sure that we acknowledge that to the people who are affected by that death. We're going to take a commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is Live from America. I'm Jeremy Harrell. And we'll be right back right after this. Stay tuned. Yeah, I knew that I knew that wasn't going to be a very I know there's a lot of people out there who love that stuff. And I know there's a lot of people who watch. I want and, and thinking I'm thinking mainly right now about our about our friend Jane Call. Now, Jane Call, who's down in Florida, she does some work for us. She's one of our vendors here that do uh, some merchandise. The you can't beat God hats. The you can't beat Trump hats. You know, all of that stuff. And Jane is actually from uh, from the UK. And, uh, you know, I know this hurts her tonight because when you grow up and you're, and you're born and you're raised in that environment, you look at the queen very different than we look at the queen. 
Very, very different. We look at her with respect, but we don't look at her like the people of UK look at her. And those, a lot of those people live here in the United States right now, and they're going to be very sad tonight. They're going to be very sad tonight. I don't like when people are sad. I don't like when anybody's sad. I want to cheer everybody up. I want to make everybody laugh unless they're trying to, you know, administer evil or turmoil on somebody. You know what I mean? But for the most part, I'm just a regular person. You know, she did some good. She did. I'm sure she did a lot of bad. I don't know. I don't really care about at it all because I'm not British. I'm American. You know what I mean? But I do care for the loss of life. Uh, Jeremy, play the Stacey Abrams audio. <laughs> I laughed so hard. What Stacey Abrams audio did I play? I don't remember. I don't remember. Jeremy, how much money was raised for Laborman yesterday? About $400, give or take. I'm not sure the exact amount, but uh, um, sent out a check. My wife sent out a check today. Sheila, I was, I was sad when Princess Diana died. Now, I was sad about that because Princess Diana was not like the rest of the royal family. She was actually exposing a lot of the royal family. Hmm, weird, right? Um... What makes the royal family more important than anybody else? In, 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 in God's eyes, nothing. <laughs> in God's eyes, absolutely nothing. Folks, we've got about 900 people watching on Getter. I'd like to say hello to Christy Burns over there on Getter. Mike Drees, Drees Monkeys over there. We've got Lisa, 20, 2006, I should say. Snapdragons is here. Roxy Loves Life is also watching on Getter. How you doing? Debbie Wilson, good to see you. Live free or die is in the building. I am from Scotland and I will lose no sleep. I, so that's great. I, I love seeing all these people in here uh, chiming in on this because whether you like it or not, this is going to be the big talk of the day. We've got 3,000 people on Rumble. That's beautiful. Uh, we've got C. Ward is watching. I'm sad. I respected her. There you go. See? Exposing a lot. I told you. Amen. Amen. He does horrible accents, says LFA producer. Yeah, he's pretty good at accents. I'll give him that. Not very good at being in front of a camera, though. What do I do with my hands? That's why you never see him. Um, Sheila says, hope next week I will have time to be in the chat. Well, we hope you will, too. But you got to take care of what you got to take care of. Now, folks, there's still a lot of people who are trying to go to the old page live from America. Uh, I will ask that you just really help out in these next few days. As we rebranded some certain things, LFA TV, which was a must, I will ask you guys to share a little bit more than you normally do. Now, for all of those who I send an Instagram, uh, I send Instagram to all my followers. You can, right next to the, uh, to the thing that I send you is a little like arrow. It's a little share arrow. Hit that. And you can share to all your Instagram messengers right down the line pretty quick. And the same thing with Facebook. Uh, J.A. Fish is still pretty sick. Yes, I, I've, I've been seeing that with COVID. We're going we're gonna to say a prayer real quick. Let's say a, real, uh, a, a prayer, if we can, uh, to J.A. Fish. And a big shout-out to Kelly A. Bruno. How you doing, Kelly? Good to see you. Please give us some shares. Lord and Heavenly Father, we ask that you please, please, please refresh and renew uh, our, our, our LFA family members. Bring health, uh, health and restoration back into their homes, Lord. Uh, let the spirit of the Lord work to, uh, to make them feel better, Lord, to get them on the right track of health and prosperity, Lord. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Don't have Instagram, says Joe Bo. No, but you do get it in another way. You get it in Telegram, don't you? Or you get it in Getter. Either way, I'm sure you get it. But if you don't, you can still grab the link right from here, brother. Copy the link and you can go share it to any of your messengers on Facebook or anything. Because there's a lot of people that miss messages today. I can't find it. I can't find it. Now, another thing. 
If you jump on to watch LFA live from America at, say, 12.15, and you see Mike Crispy there instead of Jeremy Harrell, and you're like, I don't want to watch this right now. I just want to go back and watch Jeremy's show. I'm, I'm confused. There's two things you can do. One, wait until Mike Crispy is done, and then go back and watch the whole thing. Or you can just grab the little green bar on the screen on the Rumble page or on the Getter page and bring the bar back. Bring the bar back and you can watch my show. So nothing has changed. I'm still at 11 and I'm still at 5. I'm still on the same places. The only thing that's changed is it's now LFA TV on Rumble. But other than that, nothing's changed. So I just want to let people know that, okay? All right. We are over a million Rumbles now. Thank you very much. And we're going to come back from this break and get into the stories. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Live from America. Thank you very much for being here tonight. Um, We're going to get right into the first and foremost section, so if you will, lift up your cup. Let's have our first slurp of the evening. And let's get to it. As most of you know, Steve Bannon is being brought through the ringer once again because it's not, and it's never been about, and it never will be about crimes that he or anybody else has committed. It's not about that. It's about constantly beating them down financially, physically, and spiritually. Now, most of these people, like Bannon and and, and Trump, they've got God and you can't beat God, so there's no way you can beat them down spiritually. Financially, we will all make sure we do our part to help their legal challenges and their legal bills if they need it. And as far as physically goes, these men are guided by God himself. They go back to the well every single day of their lives to get everything they need to go through and ward off the evil enemy, ward off the arrows from Nancy Pelosi's punch-drunk quiver, okay? There's nothing you can do to stop us. So you guys can keep trying, but all you're doing is wasting taxpayer money. But they don't care about that because the real reason that Bannon and Trump and everybody is being brought through the ringer again, always, constantly, is for a 24-hour wrap-up smear campaign so that always, every single day, they are driving it into people's heads. Real Everyday average people who don't understand what's really going on, they're driving it into their heads. Bannon bad, Trump bad, Harold bad, Rab bad. Oh, you, you're damn right we're bad. We're bad news for you. We're bad news bears for you. I can tell you that. It's always been about just constantly bashing these people in the media, and I hope, I hope there's massive... Massive lawsuits for defamation of character coming in the next couple of years. But that's all it's been about. Weaponizing uh, Democrats' powerful elected seats or powerful appointed seats. Weaponizing their power against American citizens. Once you go that route, you don't go back. There is no putting the toothpaste back in the tube at that point. You've already declared war on us. So I want you to know, bring your best because we are, and we will see you daily on the battlefield. For, for those who can't fight this fight, we will meet you on the battlefield every single day with our best. But I can promise you that your best isn't good enough. I can promise you that having the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives isn't going to be enough. I can promise you that you controlling and weaponizing the DOJ against American citizens, weaponizing and controlling the Federal Bureau of Investigations, and the NSA against American citizens, that's not enough. Your best is not good enough. Even having all of those positions, even having all of those divisions, even having all of that power is not enough to beat Almighty God and a few mama bears. 
We've seen it. We've watched you retreat off the battlefield daily. When a mama bear comes out there and stands up for her kids, you're cowards. You're weak. You're nothing. So bring your best because we're bringing our best. Amen? But now there is another investigation into President Donald J. Trump. Ha, ha, ha. How did, how did, we, how did we know that was going to happen? How could I have called that? How could you have called that? Oh, my. Another investigation into President Donald J. Trump? It's starting to be like... Just, cha- just getting a new cup of coffee every day. Oh, there's another investigation. There's another investigation. There's another investigation. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you heard about the January 6th unselect committee and the walls closing in on Trump and Liz Cheney, this is it for President Trump. When is the last time you even uttered the words J6 committee or January 6th committee? When's the last time you talked about the, uh, the yellow Teletubby, Miss Piggy with lipstick, uh, Liz Cheney? When's the last time we talked about uh, um, uh, Adam Kinzinger on the January 6th unselect committee? How come we haven't talked about that in weeks? I'll tell you why. Because that went nowhere fast. That went to hell in a handbasket. We knew it was happening. You knew it was happening. The rest of the world didn't know it was happening. The mainstream media thought that the walls were closing in, that this was finally going to be it for Trump. But here's why they raided Trump. Because they got nothing with the January 6th committee traffic. Nothing happened. They got no traction on that. Why? Because the left's policies are so damn bad that they can't even dress up a pig with lipstick. There's no possible way to get out of this for them. So what did they do? Boom, the FBI raid of President Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. You have not heard a peep out of the January 6th committee. Why? It's always about a smear campaign, never about crimes. Always about a smear campaign, never about a real investigation. Fake investigations, fake affidavits, fake people, fake, fake, fake everywhere all the time. They got him this time. Yeah, right. But now they've opened up another investigation into President Trump, so I think I've rambled long enough. I better get into that. A federal grand jury is now investigating Trump's Save America PAC. Federal grand jury in D.C. is investigating Trump's Save America PAC. The grand jury that is investigating January 6th is now probing the creation of the fundraising uh, of Trump's uh, P- uh, PAC. Apparently, only Trump gets investigated for his fundraising efforts, you know? Hillary Clinton and the D- DNC, they were accused of using state chapters as straw men to launder approximately $84 million in an effort to evade campaign donation limits in 2016. Democrats act blue. How many times have we talked about act blue? How many times have we said the words act blue? Act Blue was a major, major donation campaign that uh, BLM was running all so they could funnel money to the Democrat Party. The Democrats Act Blue takes in foreign donations and pays for various Democratic campaigns. Even Joey Applesauce's 2020 campaign was funded by foreign donors. Barack Hussein Obama, his boss and the real resident of the United States right now in the basement, his 2012 re-election campaign took in foreign money and he only got a slap on the wrist. But now they're investigating President Trump's fundraising uh, pack. Why? Because he's blowing them out of the water. If you add together the amount of money that Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump have raised, it blows the Democrats and the Republicans out of the water. And that's why you got to stop donating to the RNC. Stop donating to the RNC. Donate to anything else but the RNC. Donate to candidates themselves. Stop funneling money through one piece of crap to give to a bunch of other pieces of crap. No, not inside. You're, you need to be muted uh, there, uh, Justin, on your end. Okay, one piece of crap to another piece of crap. There's no reason for that. 
donate right to the PAs, right to the candidates themselves. Right to the candidates themselves. The only re- their only reason they're investigating this is for another 24-hour smear campaign. You think President Donald J. Trump is stupid enough to break laws? Not that he would anyway, but you think he's stupid enough to break laws while he's being investigated every single day like changing out your coffee cup? It's never going to end. Meanwhile, the leather thong-wearing loser, Vladimir Zelensky over there in Ukraine, he's getting all the money he needs. But that's not it, everybody. That's not it. Now you've got deep state blob Bill Barr, or call him Blob Barr. He's out there spouting out on Fox News and anybody else who will take his worthless butt that the Justice Department is very close. Get this. You're not going to believe this. They are very close to having evidence to indict Trump. What the hell does that mean? And I'm sorry, but what in the hell does that mean? Very close to having evidence to indict Trump? Don't you either have evidence or you don't? So the fact that Blob Barr, former attorney general to the Trump administration, is saying that the DOJ is very close to having evidence to indict Trump. A, lets me know that you're nothing but a fat blobby cheerleader for the DOJ. And B, lets me know that you haven't found evidence yet or have not manufactured evidence yet, which completely validates everything that I've said is tell us what you're looking for. And they won't. Because what they're looking for is all the evidence that will incriminate and put them in prison for the rest of their lives, i.e. crossfire hurricane, i.e. Russia hoax. They're after something they can't find, so they're, they're throwing around words like obstruction of justice, blah, bar. They're very close to finding evidence. What in the H-E double hockey sticks are you even talking about? Very close to finding evidence. You know what you're very close to not finding? Jenny Craig. You know what you're very close to not finding? A friggin' diet. You loser. What are you even doing? You were so scared about being impeached, about walking walking with the president and and General White Rage Millie to the church. You coward. You're nothing but a coward. Maybe you should be finding some, uh, maybe you should be very close to finding a gym or a treadmill. But Blob Barr claims that the Department of Justice is getting very close to gathering evidence to indict former President Donald J. Trump for keeping classified documents at his home. Again, he is the declassification process. You will never be, Blob. Prosecutors must decide whether they can make a technical case against Trump and sufficient evidence to justify an indictment. Barr told Fox News, yay. As I've said all along, there are two questions, said attorney, uh, ex-Attorney General Blob Barr. With the government... Will the government be able to make a technical case or will they have evidence by which they could indict somebody on, including him? That's the first question. And I think they're getting very close to that point right now, frankly. Yeah, okay. The only Franks you know are hot dogs, blah, bar. What are you talking about? I'm so sick of that loser. I'm ranting. I'm ranting, ladies and gentlemen. I got to slow down. You're supposed to stop me when we get that far. Anyway, we're going to take another commercial break so I can calm down. You can calm down. And when we come back, we've got Justin Worthley running for sheriff right here in New Hampshire. We'll be right back right after this. Blah, bar. I'm very close. <laughs> You're very close to a, to a coronary, to a, to a heart attack, diabetes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. i got to make sure that we've got our guest in here. Uh, Justin, can you see and hear me okay? I think you're muted again, still on your side now. All right, go ahead and give me some uh, give me some audio there so I can hear you. I am here. All right. Hello. Hold on one second, okay? For some reason, 
<clears throat> Hold on one second here. I don't have you. I have you on audio. I can see you, but uh, you're not up on our. You're not up on the screen here. So just go ahead and give give me a second here. I uh, boom right there. Okay, I got you now. Hey, hey there he is. How, How you doing, you my me? friend? I can hear can you. you hear I can. Me? Yep, I can hear you and see you. Yep, everything's good on our end. You got me. I got you. All right, good. How you doing, man? Good to have you back. I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for having me back. And because you were ranting and so stressed as we all are, I wore a great shirt for you that I got down in Key West <laughs> a couple of years ago. Figured you could appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a good shirt right there. I've actually seen that. Sh- I see that shirt everywhere I go too. So that's great. All right. Well, we're gonna come. We're going to come back from the commercial break. Say hi, everybody, to the LFA family right now, though. Got to say hi to them first before we bring you back. Hello to everybody. Thank you for having me, your gracious hosts. All righty, folks. Let's come back from this break, and we'll bring Justin on, and we'll get busy uh, once again now that I've calmed down a little bit. Did everybody appreciate that rant, though? You see what I'm talking about with Blah Bar? I can't stand the guy. I can't stand the guy. Please share. Please rumble. Do not forget, if we do not have close to 2,000 rumbles, we are not in the top 10. That is how dire I need your help right now because everybody's flooding to rumble, which is a good thing. But if we want LFA to stay on top, we need all the rumbles from Getter, Roku, and Firestick to come over too, okay? All right, here we go. And we are live right back here on LFA RAV. It's good to have you here. It's good to have be amongst uh, like-minded patriots. And of course, there's a few people who are not like-minded. I get it. But uh, we're going to bring on our next guest here, ladies and gentlemen, and running for sheriff in Carroll County here in uh, the great state, the great granite state of New Hampshire. We've had him on before. We're going to welcome him on again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Worthley for Carroll County Sheriff. Justin, thank you for coming on. How are you, my friend? I am excellent. Thank you so much for having me back on and get a little my impromptu recording studio in my living room here, but it will make it work. Hey, you know what? Ever since uh, COVID, that's the one good thing that we got from COVID was you can do an interview anywhere, anytime, anymore. Nobody says, well, wait a minute. He's not in a studio. He's on the side of the street in his car. It doesn't matter. We've got things to say. I don't care about what the background looks like. Sir, you were here once before about a month ago, a couple months ago now. Uh, Let us know how things have progressed with your campaign to run for sheriff there in Carroll County. Uh, actually, they've been great. Uh, your show is part of it. I really appreciated being a part of that because you talk about it all the time. I obviously have talked about it many times where we need to value our free speech. We need to talk stuff that's common sense and might make some people uncomfortable. But uh, facts actually matter. And as far as support, it's been fantastic. I've had so many people uh, reach out to me, get signs. You know, this type of stuff is is possible. Uh, and it's actually timely because I was listening to one of your shows earlier. And the stuff that's happening with Trump is terrible. You know, he's done a lot of great things. I definitely liked him as a president. I don't necessarily love him as a person, but I appreciate what he did when he was in, especially exposing a lot of this. But the truth of the matter is that he's not going to be the savior. The president is not necessarily what is going to dictate our immediate future. Our local elections are, though. And that's where we need to focus on it. If you're looking for a hero, you only need to pull up a mirror. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that because I love, I love the fact that we on the right, or, uh, uh, well, the new right, I, can, I guess, we can say, look, we don't necessarily agree with this, that, and the other about, the, you know, the, but the, let, let, look at uh, Dr. Oz. I, couldn't, I could not want a, um, there's a thousand people I would pick over Dr. Oz, right? 
for a lot of reasons. There's a thousand people I would pick over this person. I know a lot of people didn't like President Trump's uh, attitude. I happen to actually love it because I'm the same kind of guy. But it was about his job. It was about what he did as his job, his policies, his promises. And then he taught us that we need to take over at a local level. And that's what you're talking about. You're talking about the only thing that's going to save we the people besides God is we the people. So we've got to have that mentality at a local level, and we've got to push very, very hard. Ever since you've been on my show, have you gotten any pushback from anybody? Or why'd you go on that racist show? Why have you gone on that bigot show? Because I guarantee you, you have. Uh, I actually didn't from being on your show, but I did uh, because of some Instagram stuff. I had a bunch of free press in the Conway Daily Sun. They were trying to bash me, so it was evil. And the irony, you just said it, you know. I love that everyone calls us the alt-right. We're, we're not really alt. You know, I guess we're alternative to a bunch of rhinos and stuff like that. But we're really just people that are liberty-focused. We care about other people. And we believe in being independent and actually having good communities. I mean, that shouldn't really be a controversial topic. But, you know, your local elections are going to save that. I had to thank it because the negative press I got actually got me a bunch of votes. So Of course it is. Uh, I mean, it was about a vaccine tirade that I had uh, because I said that people have been harmed. They shouldn't be pushed. I mean, you could go on for days and days. Now all that stuff's mainstream. You know, everyone's running away from that narrative. All the people are just pointing fingers at everybody. Um, and we can't really forget that. You know, we can't just dredge up the past all the time, but we need to learn from our immediate past. And that's why I'm so focused on this local campaign focus, because that's how we fix it. You know, your sheriff is actually going to be one of the key deciders in any kind of overreach that may happen again. I hope that because their narrative's crumbling, it does go away. I don't really think that's going to happen, though. I mean, they got away with quite a bit, um, and a lot of money was made, and not a lot of people pushed back. I think that we're going to have more people this time, but we don't need some kind of violent resistance. You just need to literally go out and vote, because even though we have election issues, um, even in New Hampshire, you can outdo the algorithm because they're basing those things off our normal voting numbers. Right, exactly. Come up with every excuse not to go do it. You that, know, we can't complain about anything until we actually do our civic duty to be good citizens, go out and try and vote for good people, not parties. And until we do that, we can't complain. Well, that's that's that, and that's what I said earlier: the no complaining, no explaining. Right? You you can't complain uh, if you're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem. I want you to show the uh, the the uh, the camera your T-shirt that you wore tonight for this I, interview. I got this done in Key West. I'll be back. That. There you go. And that was my you know, my point earlier. Is you know I appreciate what uh, Donald Trump has done. He's exposed a lot. He did a lot of things policy wise that are great. Um, but your local elections are what's going to dictate it. And the irony is that for all the hatred he's gotten, for all the hatred I've gotten for just supporting a president, which, you know, I'm, I don't view him as a deity. I appreciate his job that he did. Exactly. Uh, I've asked this question for six years and I have not gotten an answer online, in person or anything. What are three policies you didn't like? The most I've gotten in six years is one policy that wasn't even a policy. What was that? The uh, separating the children at the border or, or, or the. Yeah, uh, that, yeah that of was course the it is. Only well, there's only answer. two. There's only two. There's, there's just the rhetoric, you know, he's right. a racist. The separating this, the kids at the border was one, and the other one is the Muslim ban, they called it, which was not a Muslim ban. You know what I mean? So they've got nothing. They've got nothing policy-wise. They can only say orange man, bad, racist, this, that, or the other, or, or, or whatnot. Um, 
drugs are a big problem here, but you said last time that we were on that drugs are not really a big problem in your county. It's, 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 it's not like it's fentanyl running wild, but look at Manchester. Look at Manchester right now. Look at Concord right now. You know what I mean? Look at all the way up in the White Mountains right now. It impacts different communities different, uh, differently. You know, in Manchester, yeah, there's a more concentration of it. Um, but it's just as bad up here. I mean, a lot of the issues that I'm trying to correct is going to be fixing the department morale and stuff like that. I don't want to spend too much time on that specific thing. But, you know, 24-hour coverage. If people know that want to commit crimes, that there's no cops between two in the morning and six in the morning, it doesn't take a lot of investigative work to figure out that's probably where they're going to commit crimes. And if there's no coverage, your solvability of those crimes goes in the toilet. So, so how many people, how many, how many uh, officers or how many, uh, I should say, county, county, um, county officers will you oversee as a sheriff there? I mean, it's not even a very big department, in my opinion, it needs to be grown. I mean, they have a couple of vacancies, but you're talking like around 10 people. So for that, I county. Mean, that and that's 10 people to do every function. You know, most time, most of the time, a sheriff's office will have divisions for things. Uh, pretty much everyone's a Swiss army knife. And I'll build upon that. And I do want to grow the agency so we can help local departments more, um, you know, do better job for ourselves, the own employees, and then have that then transcend onto our public service. So, you know, there's some short-term stuff I can do that I'm excited to do for free, like schedules and working myself. I mean, I'll be working at least 50 hours myself, right? Uh, which is something that happen. But I wanted to touch on a couple of things. You know, I watched uh, your show, and one thing that Trump has said that Alex Jones has definitely, uh, you know, reverberated, and he was right. Uh, I'll definitely say that since I guess I have a chance. Steve Bannon, you were talking about him being incarcerated. You know, you know, they're after all of us. Those people are just in the way because they're the figureheads, I guess, in this situation. Those are the people that have millions of followers. Those are the people that they'll use lawfare to just destroy. And that happens in your local court system, you know, through the family court. It, you know, it's this is such a multi-pronged situation. Um, but you were also mentioning ranked choice voting, which is not that is not at all how our voting system is supposed to work. And people that think that that stuff only happens in, you know, New York City or Maryland or California, that was used in North Conway, my county, to reinstate someone who was actually removed from the school board last year through that process. They were removed and then they had to do ranked choice voting to get this person back on. Wow. And when people actually attend these meetings, I made a joke last week that. You know, the answer to all these government meetings or school board meetings where, you know, they want to kick people out because they're not complying with rules or they're being upset. How many people have gone to these meetings historically? I mean, maybe you have two old guys that go yeah, to the yeah. same meeting. Yeah. want to fix the road or whatever. When 300 people are going to your town meeting, that will let you know that your town government is doing things people don't like. Yeah, exactly. When you get when you get a big crowd, it's time to like put up or shut up. You know what I mean? Uh, we only got another couple, maybe a minute and a half. You you brought up you brought up that's not how the way voting is supposed to be. Ranked choice voting. Speaking of voting, in your county, if you start getting complaints of people ballots not being counted, if you start getting complaints of, hey, there's some shenanigans going on at this polling place or this ballot uh, at, at this voting process, uh, this voting center, are you going to personally uh, deploy uh, officers there to find out what's going on? Are you going to be at these polling stations or have a presence on voting day just to show the people that we're not going to put up with any of this crap in, uh, in Carroll County? Or, or what is your uh, scope 
of um, authority that you have there if you are called in or if you're not called in? So honestly, yes, I will do as much as I can to ensure actual voter integrity. There's actually a lawsuit that was just filed with the state over the unconstitutional nature of our voting machines because they're not actually allowed constitutionally. We don't have enough time to cover all that, but right. people can find information. But yes, I mean, I want to balance out the power where I'm not going to use that authority to bully people, but I am there to prevent crime. So if criminal th- things are going on, if everyone's going to be accountable. If I'm accountable, everyone else is. That means town officials. That means voting officials. That means everybody. Good. And that stuff, we obviously know that there's a bunch of issues. Uh, some people refuse to see that at this point, and I really don't understand that. Uh, because I can't appeal to those people at all. But we have issues. We need to address them. And really, nobody should be against that. I mean, that's a bipartisan I know, thing. I know. Well, Whether you hate Republicans or you hate Democrats, I and I don't even like the left-right paradigm, but we need to vote for people. But you should always care if your vote counts. Amen. You know, and having an ID to vote shouldn't be an obstacle. You know, the, the racists usually say that, you know, we're racist because we th- – you know, they think that black people or brown people can't go get an ID I know. to vote. What a racist like, thing to say. Like that's an actual point. To I make. know people don't think that way. That's the weird thing about, you know, a lot of people on the left is they they think we think like them and we don't. You know, we usually see the best in people. We try to work together. You know, people just want to make a decent living and support their families and go home. And yeah, we all kind of want the same stuff. Really yeah, I know it is it, it, and, until you enter politics into it and then everybody starts, you know. Uh. Yeah. But anyway. All right, I brother. Mean, hey. can actually, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff you've mentioned. I know we're short and short on time, but, you know, your sheriff can be a barrier. It could have been a barrier over the past couple of years to a lot of the mandates that destroyed a lot of things. I didn't see anybody stand up. I mentioned previously that's why I want to do this so I can be that person since it seems to be in short supply. But going forward. IRS stuff, you know, unconstitutional things, your sheriff should be vetting things. And I will make a promise to Carroll County that any law enforcement operations on any level will be vetted by our office for their constitutional muster, their legal muster, and if it's actually the right thing to do. And if it's not, we will correct that. Amen. Well, and you know, I'm going to hold you accountable to everything you say on here as well, since we both live in the great state of New Hampshire. Thank you very much. I'm ready to work. I want to prove it to people because I know it can be done. Amen. All right, Justin, we'll have you back on again. God bless you and uh, good luck with your campaign, brother. Thank you. September 13th, everybody. There you go. September 13th, right here in the great state of New Hampshire. And everybody was asking during the co- in the comment section, is he a constitutional sheriff? Yes, we did cover that the last time he was on. He is a constitutional sheriff, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're going to take another commercial break here on RAV LFA. And we will be right back right after this. Got another great segment coming up for you. Don't go anywhere. You know what I love about uh, doing this show? And I know a lot of people would rather have these big name people come on as guests, but I enjoy having the people like you and having the people like me on who decided to get up and say, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to do it. I don't care. I know this isn't what I wanted to do in my life, but I'm not going to do it. Tommy said, question, does he believe the election was stolen? Yes, he does. He answered that question the first time that he was on. Get rid of the alphabet agencies and the IRS and the rest. I agree. I agree. Thank you, Justin. Good luck. Justin, thank you, and God bless. Pulling in to legislative fundraiser. Have a great night. Okay, Lori, God bless. 
Barbara Peters, I am so serious. Grew up two hours from Tijuana border. That food is non-existent here. Ugh. <laughs> Jeremy, what about your campaign? I'm still working mine. I'm still working mine, knocking on doors, using the weekends to try to do it and do LFA TV. Still working it. Still doing, <laughs> still doing everything I can anyway. Like to jump over to Getter real quick. 2,000 people. Wow, we're almost beating Rumble on Getter. How, how about that? Debbie Wilson is over there. How you doing, Debbie? Uh, Beck and Lee. He seems legit. He's being open-minded. Yes, he does. He's, a, he's an open-minded guy. And you know what? I enjoy when somebody tells me, hey, I love Trump policies. Didn't really care much for some of the things he said. You know how many times I hear that? I don't care about that. I don't care about that. You either like that kind of a personality or you don't. I care about his policies. Policy, 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 and promises, promises, promises. I love that personality because I am that personality. But there's a lot of people who believe the same policies as we do and don't like personalities. And I'm okay with that. I don't, I'm not going to split hairs over that crap. You know what I mean? Never, never, never would I split hairs over that. Ladies and gentlemen, how many of you have called or given a call to goldco.com? How many of you have called 855-559-3433? Or how many of you have gone to goldco.com to at least schedule uh, somebody and, uh, and say, hey, what is this all about? What is this all about? Everybody's telling me that the dollar is about ready to die. Everybody's telling me that I need to invest in gold and silver or real estate. What do I got to do? Well, there's two different ways you can do it, folks. You can actually transfer uh, 401k. You can transfer things into IRA. You can transfer your, go- your nest egg or your retirement. You can, ca- you can transfer portions of it. But they do have a minimum uh, a buy-in, I guess you could say, for that. Now, if you just want to invest in coins, Gold coins, silver coins. Well, I think it's a $1,250 minimum investment. Long story short, that's where I am. I'm in the gold coin, gold silver, uh, you know, section. I'm not in the nest egg section. But do yourself a favor today, ladies and gentlemen. Try to invest your money in something that's not going to fall in the toilet. And then later on, if you want to sell it, sell it. Take your money back out of it. But right now, the dollar is falling. Right now, the dollar is failing. And right now, Europe and China's economy is, ta- is, is tanking as well. So go to goldco.com today. Give them a call. Give them a shout and see if there's anything they can do for you. It costs nothing to have a conversation unless you're talking with a Democrat and then their hands will be in your pockets while you're having that conversation. Anyway, let's come back from this break and let's get right back to it. Here we go. And welcome back to Live from America, folks. Uh, great, great interview with Justin Wordley. Like I said, he's been on the show before, and I could not stress enough. Sheriffs, sheriffs, sheriffs. Sheriffs have a lot of power, especially if they've got the right uh, grit and the right determination and the right loyalty to the Constitution. They have a lot of power. And now we're going to get to a very, very disturbing story coming out of the state of New York, or I should say the city of New York, as Eric 8th grade Adams, the mayor there, and city officials are urging credit card companies to create a weapon code for gun and ammo purchases. This is absolutely incredibly stupid, and I have a feeling will be uh, will be challenged in court. But the mayor of New York City, eighth grade uh, Mayor Eric Eighth Grade Adams, along with other elected city officials and state pension fe- state pension fund trustees have requested that major credit card companies implement a weapon code for the purchase of any firearm and for the purchase of any ammo. They want to know who's buying ammo and how much you're buying. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York City Comptroller Brad Lander 
trustees of the New York City Employees Retirement System and the Teachers Retirement System and the Board of Education's Retirement System and elected leaders today called on American Express, MasterCard, and Visa three of the world's largest credit card companies, to support a proposal to establish a merchant category code that they're calling an MCC. Think about this, folks. If you live in New York City and you see the acronym MCC, it's Merchant Category Code. And that would be for any gun or any ammunition purchases in the stores of New York. New York City, I should say. Officials in the city and the state of New York have asked these major credit card companies to come up with a four-digit code. And that four-digit code would literally ping to them or they would be able to track it to find out who is buying guns and who is buying ammo. Now, I could see them doing this with guns, although there would be no reason to do this because there's already a national registration uh, that you would be under that you would have to, uh, you know, an application that you would have to fill out to get the gun to begin with and a background check that would immediately put you into this registration. It's not about the guns. They're only adding the guns in it to get away with adding the ammo into it. That's what they want. They want the ammo because they want to know how much ammo you have in your house. The creation of the new code would help financial institutions detect and report suspicious activity, you know, like buying a lot of ammo, such as unusually large purchases of ammunition, and purchases from multiple stores that may be used for criminal purposes, not real criminal purposes. When they label you a criminal, when they label you a terrorist, that's what they're talking about. Now, according to the news release, credit card companies would use a four-digit merchant uh, category code to classify businesses by the types of goods and services sold. Merchant category codes are set by the International Organization of Standardization, or the ISO. You've probably heard it referred to before. Unique merchant category codes exist for grocery stores, sporting goods stores, bicycle shops, and many other retails, but not for gun and ammunition stores. Why? Because it's part of your Second Amendment. That's why. It's a good way to lose customers, I'll tell you that. American Express, MasterCard, and Visa. Now, we have built a parallel universe in this new Republican Party, but it looks like now we're going to need a parallel credit card company to go to as well because if these credit card companies, American Express, uh, Visa, and MasterCard, go with it, ladies and gentlemen, how many of you are going to keep your credit cards? Raise your hand. I'm not. I'm not. You need... I'm going to tell you... There's going to be a story at the end of the show that will be a good... um, be a good suggestion for these banks because another bank decided to stand up against crap like this and they're going to be heralded for this. They're going to be heroed for this. People are going to call them and say, how do I become part of your bank? But these guys, no freaking way, man. No way. When it comes, this is a quote. When it comes to guns falling into the wrong hands, we must, and by the way, I sound 10 times more intelligent than Mr. Eighth Grade. We must find upstream solutions before we're faced with downstream consequences, said Mayor Eighth Grade, Mayor uh, Eric Eighth Grade Adams. When you buy an airline ticket or pay for groceries, your credit card company has a special code for retailers. It's just common sense to have the same policies for guns and ammunition store. Listen, how many of you are going to tell them to pound sand? Raise your hand. No way, not happening. This is just another way for them to find out what's going on now. His equally stupid counterpart, D.C. Mayor Muriel BLM Bowser, has declared a state of emergency in the city of Washington, D.C. Why? Because of illegal aliens. Because she cried and tried to get 
National Guard to be deployed to help her with the influx of illegal criminal aliens coming into Washington, D.C. And as we saw her and Mayor Eric Adams and Mayor Lori Lightfoot cry and complain and show you their true selves, their true values or lack thereof that they have for people that are just looking for a home and really just outing themselves as racist bigots themselves. Now, D.C. Mayor Muriel Black Lives Matter burn, loot, murder, uh, burn, loot, murder Bowser has declared a state of emergency over all of the illegal aliens coming into the city of Washington, D.C. And you know what I say to that? Yeah, no, duh. We've been trying to get a state of emergency declared and a southern border invasion declared so that we can stop them from coming into the United States. But see, if they're not seen from and they're not heard from, these blue cities, these blue Democrat leaders, they think that it's not going on until it's at their doorstep. And I think that's what Greg, Governor Greg Abbott was trying to do, is give them a little taste of what they're experiencing down in uh, Texas, to give them a little taste of what they're experiencing in Arizona and in California. And they don't like it. So she announced that she's examining every legal question that she possibly can, but she has declared a national emergency. Now, they didn't, they didn't uh, declare a national emergency when D.C. was on fire from burn, loot, murder, did they? No. But they're, they're declaring a national emergency over busloads of illegal aliens? That shows you how racist they are. That shows you how bigoted they are. That shows you how they, are, they don't care at all about... Um, they don't care at all about these, these illegal criminal aliens. They just want to make it that way when it's political, when they can score political points. But look at this. Look at this on the screen. For all those who are watching right now or listening on iHeartRadio or podcast, what I'm showing you is what Washington, D.C. looked like when there was no state of emergency called. There was also not a state of emergency called during what they called the January 6th riots, but there is now over busloads of illegal aliens. How does it feel, Mayor Bowser? Isn't it so hypocritical for her to do this, by the way? Isn't it so hypocritical for her to do this? To call a state of emergency over buses of illegal aliens when we've got millions of them coming across the southern border? Look no further than Bill Ben Berkwam's show, Law and Border. Look no further than his Instagram page. We tried to tell you. We tried to tell you that this is what we want is protection from these illegals coming in. And now you're going to call a state of emergency over it because you didn't get your way to get the National Guard deployed? Here's what I've got to say. Buckle up, Muriel Black Lives Matter or Burn, Loot, Murder, Bowser. It's going to be a long ride because I don't see those buses stopping anytime soon. As long as your stupid boss and the guy that you voted for to become the resident of the United States of America is doing what he's doing, all I see is busloads and busloads and busloads of illegal aliens continuing to come to your crappy city. And we'll be right back right after this. I mean, what the gall on that? The gall, huh? The gall to be to say, hey, I want to call. Why are you declaring a state of emergency? What for what reason? Is it because they are overloading your systems, your welfare systems? Is it because they're overloading your, uh, your homeless shelters? How about your, um, your methadone clinics? Huh? How about your hospitals? How about your first aid? How about your um, uh, urgent care rooms in your hospitals and in your medical facilities? You being a little bit overrun there? How does it feel? 
I have no doubt that you should have called a state of emergency. But what I'm trying to show is the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy of saying that we don't need to declare a state of emergency and don't need to declare an invasion of the southern border when they're not coming to D.C. But as soon as they come to D.C., oh, ho, 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 wait a minute, Mr. Postman. I'd like to thank Miranda Dolan for the donation. I'd like to thank Rosa Catalano for the donation. And I would like to thank Kelly A. Bruno for your donation on your Rumble Rants. Now that we have producer Frankie and producer Eli, we got to spread out as much as we possibly can. And uh, I just, I, I think it's absolutely incredibly, uh, I think it's incredible. I think it's absolutely incredible that we even have to talk about this, that there's, that these people are like, oh no, the, the illegals are coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see Chicago and New York do the same thing because that would put so much pressure on the Biden regime to shut down that border. And it would only add to the justification of a Kerry Lake declaring a southern border invasion. Because how different is it now for Kerry Lake to declare it once she becomes governor? Or if Greg Abbott would grow a little bit of cojones, right? And he would declare it. What difference is it? There is no difference. There would be nothing for them to stand on. So I could only hope that Chicago calls it and that New York calls it. We've got 1,038 rumbles, folks. We need at least 1,500. If we could get that, I would be very, very, very appreciative. Appreciative, I should say. Anyway, we got to come back and finish out strong, so let's do it now. All right, guys, we're about ready to wrap up here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America, and I'm going to end with two things to make you smile. Are you ready for this? A federal judge today has ordered Tony the Rat Face Fauci or Tony gain of function Fauci, and the NIAID, that they have 21 days. You have 21 days, you little rat face Fauci, and you are to put forward any and all email, text message, or correspondence that the NIAID, and that you personally, and that Francis Collins, your former boss, who hightailed it as quick as he possibly could because he saw what was coming down the pipeline, you all have 21 days, starting today, to get all correspondence, all communications, all conversations, all debates, all cry, whatever it is that you had with big tech, and the, any correspondence that you had with big tech to put together this strategy to censor and silence Americans into oblivion, the whole reason why you don't see me on the main social media platforms today, you've got 21 days, young old man, 21 days to show the world all the communications that you had with Facebook, Twitter, Google, YouTube, and the rest of the big tech Silicon Valley losers, and you've got 21 days to, to, uh, to bring that forward. So I'm a loser. I'm a loser. I love it. I love it. I'm not what I appear to be. Hey, why don't we go ahead right now before we, uh, before we end the show and let's go ahead and give the Dumb Dumb Award to Tony Fauci because he's too stupid to realize that anything was ever going to happen to him. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to Tony the Ratface Fauci. And now the good news that we've all been waiting for, folks. This morning we ended the show with the good news that Miami-Dade Public Schools will no longer have LGBTQP Pride History Month anymore. That will be removed because the new bill that was signed into law says that you are not allowed to sexualize children in the public schools from up to, what, third, fourth grade? So either way, that has been removed, and they will not be celebrating LGBTQIA pedo plus 
in the public schools at that age in Miami-Dade. That was the good news that we ended this morning with. And now we find out that uh, I told you you were going to be happy with this bank. But um, a bank has pulled their support of an LGBTQIA pedo plus pride festival due to the activities involving children and minors. The Boise pride festival is facing backlash over the inclusion of a kid's drag show for their pride festival and their pride parade. According to the description of the event, the show will include children between the ages of 11 and 18. And guess what? Guess who said, no, we're not supporting that. A local bank, or actually it's, it's not such a local bank, I guess it's all over there, but Zion's Bank, Z-I-O-N-S, Zion's Bank has withdrew its support from the event, and they said, look, over the years we've always supported the Pride events, but we are not going to be a part of anything to do with minors or children. So ladies and gentlemen, you know what we've got to do, we've got to give them the opposite of the Dumb Dumb Award, and we've got to give Zion's Bank the Smarty Award of the Day. Go ahead and click it on. Party award of the day for Zion's Bank that says we want no part of your pedophilia. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back and keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever, ever prosper. All right? This has been Live from America. God bless you. Thank you. Go to JeremyHerald.com. And uh, check out all of the sales that we've got. We've got half off on a whole bunch of stuff. And listen to some good MAGA music and sign up for the newsletter. Remember, folks, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and keep spreading that gospel. I love each and every one of you. I'll see you tomorrow morning and again in the evening. Peace. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we wanted.